Welcome to each episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. And join us as we cover Season 2, Episodes 1 through 4 of Star Trek Discovery. And I, okay, I don't know about you, but I think I like this season's start. No, I wouldn't say I think. I know that I like this season's start way better than the season one. I think so, too. Like, um... I think, I think they kind of had to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you had to like really, and it's a noticeable jump up in quality too. This isn't like oh, it's just a little bit better. No, no, it's it's a decent amount better. Um, it, I think, first of all, the new captain. Um, I think he's Commander Pike. No, I think Captain so too. Pike. Captain Pike. Wait, no, yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought it was Commander, but whatever. I think Commander. Um, I think they called Commander. Uh, Burnham, uh, right? Burnham, yeah. That's... But so right off the bat, he so far is my favorite character in the show, season one included. Um, is it because is it because of his personality? Yeah, his personality just it, it's just he's got great charisma, right? And then the guy that he came on with, who unfortunately ended up dying in that for very first mission because he was jealous. And then got overconfident in his own calculations. That guy, I find to I, I liked him a lot too. Um, as that was actually, there a reason? Yeah, I liked him a lot because he's just arrogant. I thought I'm like, all right, yes, we got a Tony Stark character on here, <laughs> and then he died. So, I mean, fair play to them. I like it when shows take risks. I don't think it's a good idea to kill off one of your few good characters, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I didn't like. I didn't really care for him because I guess I wasn't paying much attention to him. I was more worried yeah, about green, no, or uh, what does he have? Yellow shirt on? I call him yellow shirt. Yeah, because they were making comments about how it's more colorful around the ship now. Yeah, yeah, and that was the thing. Like it, the uh, the dialogue. You can tell there's like a tonal shift in the dialogue. It's not trying to take itself so seriously. Because here's the thing. Yes, they have military capabilities, but by and large, a lot of the ships in the Star Trek universe are science or exploration ships. Based, yeah. Right? So these are not soldiers. So the fact that every single like line of dialogue in Season 1 seemed so military heavy, I think also turned people off, myself included. Um, but don't in the universe of Star Trek, don't they eventually become military esque? Yeah, to my understanding, yes. Like, uh, certain. I mean, you can't help it, right? Like, there are. There's gonna need. I think every science ship need needs and does have soldiers aboard. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there's scientists, uh, security experts, um, it's biologists, like medic. Crew, right? Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a traveling city, right? Like these are. They have all the necessities, and they have all their families on board, too, from what I remember. Um, I could be mixing it up with Orville, by the way. Orville, <laughs> Orville was another good one, and that one, they got the oh, total... Yeah, you, you told me about that. Yeah, it, that one's a good one, by the way. If you get a chance to watch that on the side, highly recommend it. That's a very... On the side? <laughs> what is it, my side piece? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you cheat on Star Trek Discovery with the nicer <laughs> Orville. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it's funny you say that. I don't know if anyone else refers to shows like sides like that because me and my wife do because we'll watch 
Okay, so because we're parents, right? For those of you who are not parents, you guys may not understand this. Um, there are shows that we watch that we can we need to concentrate on, and we watch only when the kids are in bed, so that we can just uh, fully absorb it, understand it, mm-hmm. absorb uh, like take it you all. You want out. to watch it almost right. like you're more interested in this, right? And they're they're generally deeper shows, right? Like House of Dragon. Uh, Breaking Bad, Expanse, these kind of shows. And then there's other shows that we watch that we call them side shows, which are shows that are like very, you know, they're usually comedy shows or they're shows that you don't need to pay attention to too deeply. Right. And so you can kind of just like, you know, you're tired, you're worn out from the kids, so you don't, you can't really put in that much. Uh, You just don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... That's uh, that's why we call them sideshows. I just realized I use that phrase so much with my wife that we uh, kind of just dropped it randomly <laughs> in the middle there. Well, yeah, no. So now you understand what a side piece is when it comes to TV shows. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think his personality also was very necessary because if he had a more harsher or just a more stoic personality, the crew was never going to accept him that quickly. Right. Coming off of Lorca. Right. But the fact that he's kind of like, I want to say a goofball, but he is, again, he's just charismatic. He, he's just, he seems calmer. He has that, a calmer demeanor, whereas Lorca was very hardcore even back before he found out he was. He's like a partial stoic, like a comedian, like a stoic comedian. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not cracking jokes, like, you know, slapstick comedy all the time, like a, like a Marvel movie, but he is. <laughs> I don't know. He, he gives that light feeling in the show. So I, I do enjoy him a lot. And I think he's added a lot of uh, much needed oh, character. Uh, dynamic to the show um i i've actually come to like tilly a lot yeah i was gonna say that after these last few episodes yeah i i thought they were gonna i i didn't fully embrace her initially but i thought that they were going to you know turn her into the just a dumb sidekick but the fact that you know she's going she's grooming herself to be captain and like you know taking steps and putting herself in uncomfortable situations so that she can work her way up to that position. I think I like that. Um, and I, I think it's important to have at least a few characters in the show that have decent character development. Cause if you just go from episode to episode and there's still time, not time skip technically, but more like, um, more like a jump, I guess. You just don't want you want to see the characters develop instead of just them the next scene they're already a certain way. Um yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um the But I will st- I don't know about you, but do you, are there any other characters that you like, would you say? Let me ask that before I continue. The whole the whole Ash Tyler thing um he's 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 i don't i no longer want to see that character's face ever i knew you were not gonna like him too i don't like him either he's a bird yeah he he doesn't i don't know his acting is very flat yes and i 
And his fight scene was. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Whoa, this oh show god. needs to like fire their hand to hand choreographer. Because Absolutely. Holy god, is it some of the worst like hand to hand fighting I have ever seen? I would even say it's painful seen. to watch. Oh, I'm in my god. Like, okay. Also, I have a weird thing about I don't like seeing hand to hand fighting. When you're talking, we're talking like swords, right? In a sci-fi thing, I just right. don't. I, I think, like, if it was like uh, like an energy sword from Halo or a lightsaber, lightsabers are a little bit different because it can deflect blasters. But even energy swords, it's like just shoot the a guy. little bit of a stretch. Yeah, just shoot the guy. But yeah. even an energy sword, I kind of get it because it's kind of a pseudo lightsaber. But but what they're fighting with was legit just swords. Yeah, and what 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 century are you in? Like, yeah, there. Okay, dude, we've had better techn, uh, better forms of killing people for the past like fifteen centuries. Come on now. I mean, that's actually probably pretty true. Yeah, I mean, a cannon's better than that knife. <laughs> dude, a cannon, a musket, like, ah, uh, right. Please, anything. Come on, man. Um. But again, hand to hand, I think will always have a place. Like hand to hand is another thing, right? Because if you close a distance, then a gun is not um, effective. Yeah, yeah, it's effective, especially if you got like a rifle, right? So I get it. But uh, yeah, oh god! And if you're gonna do it, at least make it look good. They don't. They don't. It looked like they were slugging through molasses. And slugging through. Okay. <laughs> It looks like it was slugging through molasses, but it also they went for the twirly, spinny um, no, style of fighting too. So it's like it looks just awkward because the problem with the spinny, twirly style of fighting is that, well, why didn't you just hit him there, right? But if it's right. fast, you know, a lot of times shows and movies will do it where it's fast, and you're like, okay, um. He is so fast, you could at least make an argument that, oh, he couldn't hit him because of that. Like the Flash. Or something that's just... Yeah, I, I, and then when he got stabbed right in the heart. Yeah. Like, right where one of your valves of your heart would be. Like, you're talking about Ash Tyler, right? Yeah, and then he ripped it out, and like a bunch of blood spilled out. I'm like, dude, you're dead. Yeah, it's like... You're toast. But I understand. Yeah, I am so dumb. But... Again, we're we're looking at this through the eyes of like like if that dude would have got stabbed in expanse, the, the dude would be dead. It'd be it'd be a null character at that point. Oh, yeah. Yep. So like I just I'm afraid think, they're gonna bring um someone back to life. No, they're not. Yeah, I think it's gonna be either Stamets the medical guy, the Stamets boyfriend slash husband, or it's gonna be Lorca. But I don't think it's gonna be Lorca. I um yeah, I, there was a line that was said, I think, in the second or third episode that made me believe that, like, that they kind of, like, basically said gone, but not truly gone or whatever. And that the actual mycelium network holds all the memory. Yeah, and data. holds all the memory and data. Exactly. Holds all the memory and data. So now now that he may not come back in his physical form, but he may be like there. His like conscious may be accessible. So. That that that's that would that would not I would not know. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, 
it's that's... it's one of those things that like I'll have to see how they again. This is just my prediction, by the way. This is not, um, you know, I'm not saying it's gonna happen or whatever. But I I want to say if it's done properly, which it's probably not going to be. Have you ever seen the Arrow? Oh my God! No, we're moving on. Well, I'm just saying they do the whole resurrection thing. I know well. that that show was so bad. I okay. Yeah, I liked the first it. <laughs> first two seasons were awesome. Okay, there you go. That right. that I can agree with. Deathstroke is my favorite DC villain of all time, and believe it or not, Green Arrow is my top three favorite villain or uh, DC superheroes of all time. Mine too. Yep. I love Green Arrow, but but they screwed him. They yeah, screwed him. yeah, and then they they CW'd it right. Yeah, and then the first two seasons were great. Third season, you can start seeing issues. Fourth season was just terrible. Fifth season, ironically, was actually pretty good. Well, which one was the Rachel Ghoul one? Was that the third? That one? was fourth, I want to say. Okay, we're getting really off topic. But you've seen how they did the resurrection in that. Like, that was crap. Um. Yeah, okay, so... The resurrection made sense. If you in the comics, the Lazarus Pit is what brings them back to life. Um. So yeah, don't I don't like surviving back to life thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being no, dude. The the problem with bringing and then it doesn't excuse the bad writing when Arrow did it either, right? Because. That's also the problem with comic books. Like, well, okay, let me rephrase. That's the problem with Marvel and DC comic books is that they don't want to take risks by killing off any of their characters. And when I say any, I legitimately mean any of their characters. So it's just, it just becomes like, all right, well. Around Robin and revivals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's crazy. It is actually crazy how it, it's like seemingly never like nobody, nobody ever stays dead. And right. there's like final event after final event. And that's a problem whenever you bring characters back to life is that you have instantly told the, the audience that not only is it damn near impossible for your character to die. But if he does die, we'll just walk it back and he's going to come back to life. So essentially, he's never died to begin with. Right. He's just so, everybody's. So there's no, it gets rid of any tension from any danger that characters might be in. Because it's just like, all right, well, if he dies, he's just going to come back anyway. So it's whatever. Right. But I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, trust me. I know. But it, it's, they're not, they're not going to bring anybody back. They're just not going to. Are you sh- yeah, okay? That's I I, I hope you're right. I really, really hope you're right. They're taking a lot of steps in the right direction on season two. At least, I, whatever, I guess. They're, okay, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't know about you, but me personally. They're taking steps in the right direction. I agree. But that doesn't mean that they're there yet. Oh, absolutely like, not. Like they still got a decent amount to go before they're at a point where I can say they're Okay, this is a decent show. I would still... I don't know. We're on our way to a decent slash good. Or just right. de- yeah, decent slash, you know, not bad. Um, 
I don't think it'll be able to make it in time because after season two, I'm moving on to Strange New Worlds. I, I just can't do this. Uh, I, I was considering, you know, how long we just watched through uh, Discovery. You know, I could be, you know, halfway through season one, I'm like, nah, I'm only watching as much as I need to. And then I'm jumping. Exactly. Straight. Exactly. Um, and if we want to come back to it, there's always an option. To come yeah. Back. I just don't. I don't know what I don't like about it, but the first season just left a terrible taste in my mouth. In all honesty. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? it was not good. Lorca and then Philippa Giorgio and then the Empress. And the yeah, only yeah. cool part was that Mycelium Network, which that still to this day is probably the coolest form of faster than light travel I've ever seen in a sci fi. So teleportation. Yeah, it much. was so cool. But and at the end of the first or at the end of the third episode, the magician was the the lady. What's her name? Uh, the first one. The first was season. It, no, yeah, no, the second season. The third episode. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the name. Um, you watched the third episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched all so, four. What I was going to say is at the end of the third episode, the, the magician lady, um, she like came in and saved Ash Tyler's stupid face. <laughs> it wasn't magician lady. It was, uh, her I, know, I call her, her I call her, I call her magician lady. Cause she was using some freaking black magic. Yeah. That was, oh God, what's her name? I just said it too. Um, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. Okay, so what was that all about? She had a little laser robot, and she was shooting magic out of her hand. Pick up on any of that, or was it just like a? Oh shoot, it's just space tech. I'm sorry, you cut off the second. I'm saying, did you chop that up to like space tech, or did you? I don't know, man. That's the that's the thing too. I was just like, how did she? Okay, whatever. Let's just keep moving. Okay, see, you were kind of the same way, but yeah. then I was like, wait, that lady just shot a water ball, like, I freaking know. squirtle out of her. Yeah, and then, hand. okay, also, those, like, rifles that, like, just blow them up in blood. Why doesn't everyone have that? Yeah, why do they have knives? Whoa. <laughs> Come on. They have a freaking And knife. it wasn't, like, a cannon, right? It was, like, just a rifle. It was a rifle, right? Or at least it was like shoulder shoulder mounted, so even better. Like you didn't yes. even need to aim it, so it's just like auto lock. Come on, why doesn't ever? This is the problem when you have when you overpower stuff too, is that you need to justify why everyone else doesn't just do that. And then it, then it kind of gets screwed. Yes, because then yeah, it it breaks the plot in the sense of like. Well, do you really care to win the fight if you're not really putting in using that using the weapons that are available? <laughs> right? Like imagine if America goes care. to war and they're just like, Yeah, I'm we're not, not gonna that. use our ships or our planes. It's like, do you <laughs> really wanna win the war though? We're not gonna use our tanks. <laughs> nah, you guys can. Like, um go ahead. Uh why not though? <laughs> so but yeah, I I okay maybe I maybe I'm crapping on the show a little too much. I still think again I will reiterate season two. Miles better than season one. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's night and day. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it, it, I think yeah you said it right. It it feels night and day because it feels like the stupid fight scenes. Yeah. It feels uh, uh dawn and. <laughs> 
and early morning. <laughs> I'm trying to make a dumb joke there. Uh, it it definitely feels like they fired the writers from the first one, at the very least. <laughs> that's that's now. Probably... I think what they need to do is fire the choreographer. Fired? Yes, yes. I'm gonna get or, rid of myself. Or or stop fighting hand to hand. Just do uh, the whole yeah. duck and cover and yes, shoot behind would, cover dude, stuff. Like, I'm cool with that. Yep. I would Expanse that. had literally just that. And I enjoyed that. And I enjoy, yeah, I enjoyed the hell of it. You want to know why? Because it made it seem like, oh, these guys can die at any time. And the, the, the best part is, is that like when it did come to hand to hand combat, it seemed like they kind of poured more money into it because they did it. They didn't do it so often. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and then like, and then they also the technology also just feels weird because you know expanse had the whole tanks mm-hmm. in 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 the form of the martian marines right the with the the walking armor yeah the stuff. armor thing they were essentially tanks right mm-hmm. um and this it's kind of just like you just took a gun and you made it laser and that was about it <laughs> am i wrong <laughs> It's, it's true, isn't it? Pistol. It's like there. It's one of those things where the uh, expansion of the technology doesn't feel like they really thought it through. Where I feel like with Expanse, they really thought through. Because yes. and to be fair, Expanse was not that far in the future in terms of jump compared to Star Trek. Oh really? Yeah, I, Expanse was maybe a hundred years. Star Trek is several. Hundred years in the future, I believe. Uh, you know Could what? I can, if, if I, if you know what, I didn't know that, and I think if I knew that, I think I would have. I would almost have a better time watching it, knowing that it's that futuristic. Yeah. Because I mean, they have the whole synthesizer thing, right? Where you can make anything you want, right? No. That's true. Yeah. yeah which I'm true. like, that that's a post scarce society, and God, I wish I lived in that. Um, Why is that? You never had to work again, right? Now you could just spend your entire... And that's that's the cool thing about Star Trek Universe is that it's a post-scarce society. So no one really has to work in anymore, but everyone just does work because it's for the sake of exploration. You want to discover. You want to learn more about your universe. You want to experience. And you want to um, you know find new scientific discoveries, find new phys- uh, physics-based phenomena and new... Uh, aliens, new creatures. So pretty much search for God. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, so I think that that's really cool because it's like, all right, well, you know, you can have anything that you want at the, you know, at the palm of your, your hands, and you just spin up the synthesizer, and it can make any food, any item that you want, and now you're just free to roam the galaxies. That's- Who? Where did you get that? phrase post-scarce i've heard um, that somewhere else before but I don't it's an economics it. term um it, that's what it is yeah if you read up on like mac it's most of a macroeconomics term i believe it's and that's the ultimate argument with like communism is that some people say like communism doesn't work right now but it would theoretically work in a post-scarce society when everything is like everything is just readily available like instantly so in uh, that kind of society, like, 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 how does the government work in a post-scarce society? They just don't. Uh, 
I mean, they would work in the sense that, like, you know, their sole duty would just be don't kill people, don't hurt people. And then after that, because there's no need for, you know, there wouldn't need to be any healthcare, right? Because everyone just has access to unlimited medicine, right? So the only healthcare that you would need is just like your doctor telling you, you need this or doing a scan for you. And now MRI machines are readily available because you just print one out with a Star Trek synthesizer. That's, I mean, you know what? I can get behind that in a sense. Yeah. But I think the main thing that bothers me is that, like, if in a post-scare society, if communism were to work, but the government left me alone, I think that would be the best. Like, if, if everybody just got a synthesizer yes, and the government left me alone. Yep. I mean, and it was just there just to make sure that no one killed. No one killed each other. Yeah. Like if, like if you're printing out bombs, like obviously, dude, you don't need bombs in a post scare society. I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That mountain looked at me funny. Okay, and it's, well, it's got I think you took too many mushrooms. That's yeah. probably that case. Well. Yeah. First, let's run a scan on you know, yeah, your you're blood printing, real quick. You're just printing mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, like. You would still need firearms. You know, you could go hunting for sport or the sport of right. firearms. You could do stuff like that. And if you're printing like 900 firearms, they're going to be like, oh, okay, what the heck? But if you're printing one in your house, like, then there you go. That's that's fair enough. But yeah, I don't know. Post scare society scares It scares you? Is that what you said? Too much going on. It. I think I, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't think a post-care society is ever going to happen. I don't think it's. Possible. And I know "ever" is a long time, but like, we're talking synthesizing something from essentially nothing <laughs> that goes against like every law. My ever. understanding, <laughs> yeah, ever. So yeah. But um, I mean... but. Anyways, that, I think that about covers it for us for that episode. Um, next time we'll be covering the next four episodes, which is season two, episode five through eight. Um, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you.